Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. I'm flying solo today, and that is one of the reasons why we are coming to you a little later in Patreon than we normally do. Uh, Ashley is dealing with the side effects of the COVID booster, and because I'm getting ready to head to New York on Friday, I'm running a little bit behind of getting a bunch of things done, having to do the show by myself. But... I am here. I have a bunch of news for you today, and we are going to dive in right now. But before I do that, I want to remind you to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. As my schedule allows, I will be throwing in some little nuggets from my trip into Patreon only. So if you want to hear all about that firsthand, make sure that you get signed up for Patreon. All right, let's start off with the news coming to us from the Vivian Beaumont Theater, where Mike Birbiglia, the old man in the pool, has announced an extension to the Broadway engagement. The show has been apparently selling really well. I said earlier this week with Ashley that I was concerned that having a one-person show in the very large Beaumont would be difficult, but apparently not for Mike Birbiglia, because he is adding two additional weeks, and it will now run through January 15th. That means there's even more opportunities for Grace to see this show a dozen or two dozen times. All right, in some other Broadway news, this was something that is not a surprise. It is something that we have teased could probably be coming. And while I do not have any confirmation that the reason for this is is happening 100%, um, we've kind of heard about it for a while. But it was announced that the great... Patrick Page will be playing his final role as Hades in Hades Town on Broadway on Friday, December 30th. He will be um, replaced by Tom Hewitt, who had previously done the role when Patrick was out, I believe, filming a movie. Um, so he will be taking over in the new year. Patrick has, of course, played the Lord of the Underworld since the 2015 early readings. He did it um, off-Broadway, did it at the Citadel Theater in Edmonton, did it to the National Theater in London, and of course, on Broadway. Patrick, as far as I understand, and I have not heard anything to the contrary, he is not leaving because he is done with Broadway. He's leaving because he's got another Broadway show to do, and one where I think this role, if it ends up happening, is about as perfect casting as you can possibly get. He might have to get used to flagellating himself, which is never something that anybody wants to do, and maybe they'll skip it like a lot of productions do, but, you know, I'm just saying. Either way, that is certainly a tale that I will be attending. Okay, in our last Broadway show and casting news, this is a story that I don't really know how to take. I guess it's real. It seems not real, but it uh, apparently is. So in a Deadline article that came out on Wednesday, Cameron Crowe, who of course was the original writer and director of the film version Almost Famous and is now the book writer for the musical that is getting ready to open this week, He said that Jimmy Fallon, yes, that Jimmy Fallon, will occasionally be taking over the role on Broadway that he originated in the film version of Almost Famous. He had originally pitched the idea to Fallon back in 2019 when the musical was still in development. Obviously, Jimmy is busy. He does a show, you know, four or five nights a week um, with The Tonight Show, but occasionally... Jimmy will be stopping by the Broadway production to reprise his role of Denny Hope. And he's not the only one. MSNBC journalist John Heilman is also going to potentially be dropping in to play David Felton, the Rolling Stone reporter played in the film by Rain Wilson. 
this seems crazy to me, but Cameron Crowe said, in the spirit of the musical and the cast being our band, we love the idea of our favorites and future favorites dropping into jam. The whole thing began with Jimmy as the link between the two, the film and the musical casts. I, yeah, I guess, sure, whatever. I mean, I don't, I, I have to go and look and see who plays those parts. I'm sure they're not huge parts. It's not like they're going to be having you know jimmy fallon who's done a little acting but he's not very good and john heilman who is not an actor doing big parts of singing and dancing and stuff so i'm sure they're just little bit things but seems odd i don't know i don't know how equity feels about that but either way all right moving on of course by now you have probably heard that the new york city center gala production of jason robert brown's parade has officially opened we have some reviews here for you. Um, of course, you know that this is running just through this weekend, November 6th. And I will be there on Saturday night, I believe. Yeah, Saturday night, I will be there seeing it. Very, very excited. It stars Ben Platt and Michaela Diamond and is directed by Michael Arden. Has an unbelievable cast of some of our other favorites. Eddie Cooper, John Dossett, Manuel Falciano, Jay Armstrong Johnson, Sean Allen Krill, um, Aaron Mackey's in there as well, Gaten Matarazzo. Paul Alexander Nolan, uh, just Howard McGillan, too. Some really, really great folks in here. Um, and before I get into the reviews, we have the first videos from the, the highlights. It is uh, Ben Platt singing uh, This Is Not Over Yet. So you definitely want to check that out in the show notes. All right, let's start first with the New York Times. And Juan A. Ramirez is doing the review for the Times, which is awesome. I always love reading Juan's reviews. He said, quote, Not seen in New York in nearly 25 years, this parade recalls an era of big casts, big stories, and big talent. A time when musicals actually felt like events. Platt and Diamond are fearless performers, and their duet, This Is Not Over Yet, is a powerhouse for the ages. Their commanding vocals are matched by a confident production that revives the best of the original while pointing at the possibility of growth and hope. Uh, needless to say, uh, Juan made this a New York Times critic's pick. Um, so very, very good review, obviously. Matt Winman of AM New York said, quote, as Leo, Platt, who remains on stage and in character throughout intermission, exhibits many of the same qualities of his Evan Hansen. Soft-spoken, tense, scared, and it works. Unsurprisingly, he sings beautifully. Diamond nicely depicts Lucille's transformation from mousy to mighty, but the real casting coup lies with Matarazzo, who plays an earnest, tender-hearted young boy who just happens to be proudly waving around the Confederate flag and committing homicide. I, look... We know Gata Matarazzo is a tremendous talent, and I just love the fact that he is now a big star so that when he comes to Broadway, he can have opportunities to do really cool stuff. And I hope that he continues to do theater uh, in and around his TV and film work because he's a really, really special talent. Finally, Kobe Castle from Theaterly, a, a friend of mine, wrote, quote, Platt, last seen on stage in Dear Evan Hansen, brings Frank to life with a shy tenderness and nervousness that is required of the role. Paired with the supremely magnificent Michaela Diamond, who is giving a performance for the ages, as his steadfast and determined wife Lucille, the two radiate a warmth that we so seldom get the pleasure of seeing. All the Wasted Time is a monumental number in the JRB canon and stopped the show with one of the largest rapturous applauses I have heard this year. We've talked about this before. This kind of originally came to life as a reading and workshop for Roundabout Theatre Company. 
Uh, this very well could end up on Broadway. I, I don't know what any of these folks is. I mean, mainly Platt and Diamond. Everybody else, I'm sure, would love. They would love to come along, but they can find other folks to take those parts. But if Ben and Michaela want to do this, I would be shocked if this doesn't have an opportunity to come to Broadway. All right, let's get back into some other show and casting news. Unfortunately, on Wednesday, the off-Broadway kind of remounting of the Tony Award-winning Best Musical Kinky Boots announced that it would be ending its run this month. The show will play its final off-Broadway performance on November 20th. It'll be the 102nd regular performance following 32 previews. The show stars uh, Callum Francis uh, reprising the role of Lola, which he has played before, Christian Douglas as Charlie, and Danielle Hope as Lauren. So if you want to see a great production of Kinky Boots one more time in New York before it closes up shop, you've got a couple weeks to do that. It was also announced on Wednesday that a number of stars will be joining the Irish Repertory Theater's production of A Child's Christmas in Wales, which is kind of becoming an annual tradition for them. The show will begin performances on December 1st with an opening night set for the 8th, and it'll run through New Year's Eve. The cast of A Child's Christmas in Wales will include Carrie Conti, who was recently seen uh, at the Irish Rep in The Butcher Boy. She was wonderful in that show. Former Broadway radio guest Ali Ewalt, J. Aubrey Jones, Kylie Kuyoka, Dan Mackey, and Ashley Robinson. And finally, in this section, it was announced yesterday that comic and one-man storyteller and kind of an off-Broadway stalwart at this point, Colin Quinn will be coming back to the New York stage for a limited engagement at the Lucille Lortel Theater this winter. His new show, Colin Quinn, colon, Small Talk, will begin performances on January 6th with an official opening scheduled for January 23rd, and it will have a limited engagement through February 11th. The show notes say, quote, In his latest attempt at humor, Colin breaks down the one area he's actually gifted in personality. Mr. Quinn has been chatting it up with friends, family, municipal employees, and counter people for his whole life, and now he can teach you how to stop sucking the energy out of the room. I, I honestly need this. I am really, really bad at small talk, and I'm, like, if I don't know you, like, I will do my best, and I, I just, I'm just not good at it. I, I don't do it well. You get me into a conversation with people that I know, I'm fine. I'm a good conversationalist. Not a great, but I'm, I'm a decent conversationalist. But I'm very awkward, and I just don't know what to do when I meet people. People who come up to me, who recognize me or whatever and talk to me, I'm sorry. I'm really bad. Um, I just don't know what to do. It's, I'm, it's bad. So maybe Colin Quinn can help. In other news, this is a wild, wild story, and I have to assume that this theater company thought that they were doing something that could be helpful and revelatory that just completely got out of hand and backfired on them and made them look like absolute buffoons. But the Icarus Theater Company, which is over in the UK, had apparently been planning to run a production of Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, in which the Montagues were Nazis, and the Capulets were Jews. Yeah. So this was originally called to attention on social media, and there was quite a bit of an online pushback. 
And the theater company tried to explain what they were trying to do. It hadn't begun performances yet, but it, people had gotten to know what the whole premise was and they didn't like it for obvious reasons. What they said is that they'd actually cut the opening monologue, which is, you know, the two houses both alike in dignity part, because they were trying to make very clear that the Nazis, the, the, the Montagues, who were the Nazis, were not dignified at all and that they were actually the bad guys. Of course, I don't necessarily understand why you, if you're going to do that, why do Romeo and Juliet do something else? Um, but the theater very rightly issued an apology and has decided to cancel the production of Romeo and Juliet. Apparently, part of the issue came along with the casting director didn't include the actual information about the production. They just said that they were hoping to have Jewish actors play the Capulets. The director is Jewish, but they wanted to have more uh, authentic representation than just the director. But the casting director did not list the fact that the show is going to be pitting Nazis and Jews as the warring families in the show. Uh, and apparently the theater did not notice. However, they have canceled the production. Probably wise. And I, I genuinely believe that they were trying to do something good and make a commentary, as many people have on modern society using Shakespeare. But this isn't the way to do it. To be quite honest with you, I didn't think that the public theaters, Julius Caesar being very Trumpified, was the right way to do it either. I, I think that Shakespeare works best to comment on modern times when it is done subtly by letting the text do the work. You don't need to beat people over the head with it when it's done well. And Shakespeare is difficult to do well. But if you do it well, the story and the themes and the messages stand on their own. All right, let's wrap up the show with a couple feel-good re recommendations. Of course, I mentioned the fact that we have the, uh, the the first set of highlights from the New York City Center Gala production of Parade. Um, we also have a show that we mentioned earlier, Almost Famous, performed the song Tiny Dancer on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, who apparently is going to be part of the cast. Um, but this, of course, was one of the big songs in the film itself. It is the Elton John song, not one of the songs that was written specifically for the show, which I think is obviously a choice to make that you want to go with a thing that people know. So you can check that one out. And then the other one, uh, Apple TV Plus or Apple TV, because I think there's, you don't have to have a subscription to, to watch it. You can rent it or something. But Apple TV debuted the trailer for the upcoming holiday movie musical Spirited, which will star Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. You might remember they did a video while they were filming. It was when that TikTok trend... Um, I can be blue, I can be something, I can be violet sky. They did one of those and people were like, what the heck is going on? Um, but this is the trailer. It is a kind of a take, I believe, on a Christmas carol in one way or the other. It might kind of like flip the whole concept on its head. Uh, but it looks like a ton of fun. I'm very much looking forward to this. I am a Ryan Reynolds fan for a lot of reasons. As much as it's the dumb humor, I really like Will Ferrell movies generally. So this one is very much high up on my list. If I can get myself away from watching Hallmark holiday movies, I will definitely head over to Apple TV Plus and watch this holiday movie. All right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMath. So have a wonderful Thursday, and we will be back to talk to you tomorrow. <music>